everyone, welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 30, The Mantle Chosen for Me. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2. This afternoon, I am delighted to have with me in the Amago studio, Miss Shirley Godfrey Jackson. Shirley Godfrey Jackson was born in Seoul, Korea. She grew up in North Charleston, South Carolina. She speaks three languages, Patois, Elementary Korean, and Intermediate Spanish. She graduated from North Charleston High School, and Miss Godfrey Jackson is the ninth African-American female to graduate from the Citadel's Corps of Cadets. She received a Bachelor's of Arts from the Citadel in Psychology and also a Master's in Education. She spent her entire career at or with Charleston County School District, beginning as a student concern specialist, then a gear up counselor, as a guidance director, and also as a career counselor. On March the 31st of this year, the South Carolina Department of Education's Office of Career and Technology Education and Student Intervention Services announced that Ms. Shirley Godfrey Jackson is their 2023 recipient of the CTE School Counselor of the Year. Ms. Jackson is married to Mr. Norman Jackson, and they have two adult sons. So today, I am honored to have her in the Amago studio. Oh, and by the way, she is the guidance counselor at the Cooper River Center, which is where I work, and I am the principal there. So I am honored to have her in the studio with me so that we can talk this evening. Hello, Ms. Godfrey Jackson. Good afternoon, Vanessa. <laughs> How are you? I am very well. Thank you for joining me this evening. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Did all of that really sound like you? It did. <laughs> I thought... That's a lot in a little bit of time. 20 years goes by very quickly. It does, it does. But you have accomplished some amazing things. Actually, as I was writing it all, um, and I was thinking about talking to you today, I was like, uh, God, you know, sometimes you put amazing people like right in our, our, our atmosphere, right in the same room with us, and we don't realize how powerful it is. We don't realize what gifts that God really gives us. Um, and so I'm grateful to have you in my life. I'm grateful for um, the, the work that you have done. And so uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm truly blessed, blessed to uh, have you not only as a spiritual sister, but also to have my spiritual sister in my working realm as well is truly an honor and a gift. And not a lot of people have that luxury. So I'm truly, truly honored. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, today um, I wanted us to get together to talk about um, the experience that we had this past week. We were at a women's conference and we had the opportunity to uh, learn a little bit, share a little bit, 
but particularly um, one of the topics that came up was this topic about a mantle, right? Um, and since you received this honor, this award, being the 2023 recipient, um, the school counselor of the year, and walking in this mantle that you have um, as, a, as, uh, as a leader, right? Um, I wanted the opportunity to kind of uh, talk about what we kind of experienced this weekend, talk about this role of a, a mantle and what that means a little bit. So I wanted to invite you to have this conversation with me. Let's kind of talk about that, how, how your role has developed um, and your relationship with Christ. And let's just chit chat for a little while. So how about that? Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay, so one of the first things that I always ask my guests um, is this question. So how, how did God like first reveal himself to you? So interesting enough, I was very fortunate to receive God in my life at a young age. Mm -hmm. I was about 13 years old. Um, the Lord has graciously always put people in my life that have guided me in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I remember being um, at a church, which I was not a member of, um, and we were there by way of neighbors on the military base, um, at a uh, equivalent to like, I don't know if you know what a Kiwanis or like yeah. a camp type. Yeah, setting, almost right? like the Bible study thing, right? Correct. For kids. And yeah. so for kids. And so I remember just hearing that theme over the week, over the week, um, giving you your salvation, uh, accepting salvation and having the Lord into your heart. And I just kept thinking, well, I don't know if anything's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely recognized that everything wasn't right in my life, in the world, not that anything was particularly troubling, but everyone in every family had, you know, circumstances or situations. Mm -hmm. But I remember asking the Lord to come into my heart. I remember um, just a sense of peace. But I can honestly say the Lord didn't truly start revealing himself until I was older. Mm -hmm. uh, when I knew that I was in a place or a situation or a circumstance, and I could just sit back and, and go, how did I get into that? How did I get out of that? Mm -hmm. How did this happen to me? And it, it, that pattern was continuous throughout my young adult life. And I knew the Lord was constantly, constantly talking to me. Mm -hmm. I could be visiting with a friend. I could be just uh, in someone's service. I remember even thinking uh, when it was time to obtain your ring from the Citadel, mm -hmm. what would I inscribe? And it was a Easter message the pastor was delivering i was visiting a church and it talked about our last days and as i listened to the last days and how we are to celebrate our last day here on earth i thought to lord you blessed me to be at the citadel mm -hmm. that just doesn't happen by chance right right and i thought my last day at the citadel is soon coming and that didn't happen by chance because Every day was a mission to ensure, no matter who you were, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, tall, short, fat, thin, male or female, they were going to ask you to leave. Right. And for those who stayed, I thought, they'd never see me on the last day. Surely this must be God's hand at work. Mm -hmm. So inscribed in my ring is our, our best day is our last day, spiritually and here on earth. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So as you have gone through um, your years and your experiences, what, what would you say is 
the character of God that you would testify about um, without a shadow of a doubt? What would be, if somebody were to ask you the one thing about God you are most sure of? In layman's terms, I would use the word encourager. But as you study in the Bible, the word often is seen as comforter. Mm -hmm. um, and that attribute, I believe, comes as an encourager, comes very natural to me. And as I was reading and searching for the word encourager, because mm -hmm. that's what was led on my heart, comforter popped up and I was led to I'm going to share with you here John uh, this is in the 14th chapter at verse 26 Jesus says but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you and I thought to myself the Bible not only references God as comforter, similarly uses the attributes that describes the comforter, the encourager, the advocate, the mm -hmm. helper, the counselor, the teacher. And I thought, plain as day, Lord, you just told me, I do all those things. I am all those things. Mm -hmm. I enjoy all of that. Um, would I have ever thought or imagined that I would be a counselor one day? No. Would I ever thought that I would be a teacher one day? I still tutor math on the side. Uh, no. Uh, or even an advocate, or you know, even that help, or even a parent. But I always knew I was an encourager. Right. As a small child, an encourager. So that, and that brings me to um, one of the questions and back to this weekend, um, which was pretty amazing, uh, the women's conference that we, we were in. Uh, and Dr. Venner Austin was teaching us about a mantle, right? And I went and I, I looked up the word mantle. Usually when I, when I hear people talk about mantles, I, I always think of just the, the term in the sense of being, you know, like this, this covering, right? But when you, well, I wanted to ask you, when you hear the word mantle, what do you think about? initially was like a mantle over a fireplace okay okay and so when i think of when i think of the word mantle um in the sense of when people use it in, in terms of the bible um i think of the mantle as the the a covering like they they wore a, a, cloak, a cloak right and so then i went and i looked it up uh, more deeply for the biblical context and so it said that the mantle is um, the a responsibility an important role or responsibility that passes from one person to another absolutely and I didn't even really know that that was the really the descriptor of the word mantle because again I had heard that you know you have your grandfather's mantle or you have so-and-so's mantle but I always just assumed that the mantle was just the covering right. you know but the mantle really is this important role or responsibility that's been passed from one person to another so it's not just the covering it is the responsibility right and so we were talking earlier um, and I looked up the scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, when, um, when the Lord sends Samuel to find Saul's replacement, right? When Saul, who was chosen as the king of Israel, is no longer fit to be the king, because Saul at this point is 
he is so worried about what people think about him that he is no longer listening and following God's instruction. He is doing what he thinks is going to make the people like him. So the Lord says, no, you can't, you can't be my king. You can't rule over my people because you're worried about what they think about you. So let me go ahead and pass this responsibility on to somebody else. And so the Lord sends Samuel to find Saul's replacement. So the Lord sends Samuel to the house of Jesse and Jesse brings all of his children out in front of Samuel and the Lord says, no, it's none of them, right? And then we get to verse number seven, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look, the, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the mantle, this responsibility that we are given because I don't know about you, but I feel like I have, like the Lord put this, like the Lord sent Samuel literally and, and passed this responsibility. You know, we all are given some mantle. I don't care what you're doing. Now that I understand what a mantle is, I feel like we all are given a mantle at some point. The Lord put a responsibility on us at some point in our life. I'm thinking about David. David was out tending sheep, minding his business. The Lord calls him in, puts this responsibility on him, sends this man to put this responsibility on him. The man goes away. David goes back out to tend the sheep. He doesn't even know what's happened to him, right? Um, and so part of what we talked about this weekend, um, some of the nuggets I felt like um, Dr. Austin dropped on us was about this responsibility was placed on you. And I wanted you to talk, to, uh, talk a little bit about, you said earlier, you had no idea you were going to be a counselor or how did you get to this point of being recognized as the state counselor of the year. So talk to me a little bit about the mantle that was placed on you. How, how do you, how was it chosen for you? Did you realize it was chosen for you? I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, no clue a nomination had been submitted on behalf, on my behalf, excuse me. Um, completely taken back, but honored. Mm -hmm. So, in my journey, uh, definitely some bumps professionally. Mm -hmm. uh, some in which I thought were mistakes that I made on my own. Mm -hmm. Some were uh, some bumps that were awarded to me, if you will, and, uh, and me not knowing how or when or why. Uh, but through all of those uh, struggles, I felt myself just praying more, leaning, leaning more on the Lord, and just all my whys went to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, I found myself in a position where I was no longer asking my supervisors or sharing with my colleagues, asking a why. I was no longer concerned with a why. I knew that even though a bump had happened, I knew it wasn't the end. I never felt like there was a stop sign. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to go forth. I want to back up a little bit to something that you said as related to... Um, the experiences this past weekend with Dr. Alston and her team. Um, one of the little nuggets that really stood out to me as she talked about 
audacious women and the mantle uh, of leadership, if you will, of just rising to the occasion and working and, and leaning towards our destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times we don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of my life has been just like that, kind of uh, with blinders, not blinders as it relates to uh, not being able to see a path or an accept a path, but just never even thinking that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are blessed with the gift to be a visionary and they can, they can have this vision and see, uh, you know, years, two years, decades down the road. I definitely don't have that gift. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a more restrictive, very focused, logical type mindset um, where I'm always wondering, Lord, I'm working in this capacity. I pray that I have accepted the right assignment, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't really even know why I'm here. I knew I wanted to go to college. I knew the Citadel were at some point in my senior year was where I wanted to go. But then I remember asking myself, Lord, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Never had a desire to leave, but just the unknown was always there for me. I say all that to say, going back to Dr. Austin, she, she confirmed in her message this past weekend for me a lot of what I was doing. So as I talk about walking this path and mm-hmm. the uncertainties or just, you know, wanting answers, what I was always doing was observing. Mm. And Dr. Renner actually uh, never met this young lady before, came up to me and said to me that I was a watchman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, her I heard that. that. Uh-huh. And so interesting enough, I have always been the a observer. Watcher. Uh-huh. Um, as a young child, I was one who did not speak very often. I was one who always wanted to kind of be by themselves. Now, as I aged and, you know, as we get older and become more vibrant and confident in ourselves, I could be of the life of the party, mm-hmm. but I also could go to the party and just be there by myself and equally have as much fun. Um, but I watched not just the people physically that were there. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching the spirits that were in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the spirits that people were struggling with. Mm-hmm. There were doubters in the room. There were folks who were just unclear for their own life, mm-hmm. what they wanted to do professionally, personally. I, there were spirits of folks dealing with some mental health issues in that room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I knew maybe five people in that room, mm-hmm. um, but that was present for me. And it was interesting that she caught my eye as I was watching her and not watching her as a person or as the person facilitating the session, but just, I don't even know how to explain mm-hmm. my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her to confirm that's what I do, <laughs> I, was, I was taken back and I thought, okay, Lord, now what do I do? Do I close my eyes? Because even as I close my eyes at different moments of throughout the day, you can still see. I still saw, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right, right, right. So to talk to me a little bit more about then how you have, um, I want to say like matriculated through your, your mantle. Like, I know you said you didn't know 
what you were going to do um, as far as becoming a, a counselor, but how, how have you seen, I, I guess I'm kind of asking like, how have you seen like God grow you up into your position? Because one of the things that I heard this weekend was um, something to the effect of um, that we have to grow into our, our mantle, right? Like, so if this mantle is a responsibility that it's placed on us, we have to grow into it. It's not that when we, like when David, when Samuel went and anointed David, David was, according to Bible scholars, David was maybe between the ages of 12 and 14. So David was not ready to be the king of Israel. He had to grow into this responsibility that was laid on him. So talk to me a little bit about how you feel about growing into your mantle, your, your role as school counselor of the year. How, how have you grown into that, that role? I laugh a little to myself. I think about um, my early years as a school counselor and just constantly worrying about, am I doing my very best? Am I, am I uh, equally sharing my time amongst my students and supporting my teachers and my administrators? And just uh, all of those things that we worry about mm -hmm. that really, as long as we are there to do our very best and we are doing things intentionally and purposefully for the benefit of the population we're serving, uh, we grow. Mm -hmm. The irony is, is that we don't notice we're growing. And right. so other people notice the growth. Um, I remember shortly, uh, a few years in, um, I was approached by a principal at the time and that principal said to me, I didn't know that you weren't an experienced counselor. And for me, professionally, I had not been a licensed counselor very long, uh, but I had to accept and humble myself in that I had been counseling through my encouragement for years, mm -hmm. for years before I obtained my license. And so I then had an opportunity to matriculate and advance another level where I became a counselor supervisor as a guidance director. And I just thought I went to a mentor of mine and I said, I don't know that I could be a director. Most of the staff that I would be counseling are 12, 15 years, 20 years my senior. Mm -hmm. And the mentor at the time looked at me and said, everything that you're worried about as it relates to being that supervisor, you have all the tools in your toolkit already. You are worried about task-oriented things. And I thought, she's right. I'm worried about things that I've never done before because I wasn't responsible for it. But truly, my responsibility was to serve those counselors, those students, those mm -hmm. families, those parents, my administration, and just, again, being humble, of, humble enough to know whether I'm succeeding, whether I am not at my highest level of success, mm -hmm. that I needed to be able to take all that in so that I could be the better Shirley, if you will, that I could be the better encourager. So... Um, what I would say to anyone who is uh, looking to grow, desiring to grow, I would start with humbling yourself. And if you're wondering if you're growing, 
ask somebody. Somebody wow. that's been around you, they'll be able to see it. They'll know. So at this stage uh, where you are, do you feel like the mantle fits you right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I know it fits because I enjoy what I do. And a lot of people can't say that. I truly enjoy I I worry. So I worry a little bit with Lord. Right now, I'm already praying. I have eight years left, you know, to work um, before full retirement from the state. And I'm thinking already, Lord, what have you me to do? Right. Uh, because I enjoy what I do, but I do know that this work is only temporary. And mm -hmm. so what's next? I'm excited about. I'm fearful of too, because mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the next looks like. Mm -hmm. So I do worry. I, I, um, I find myself taking these same qualities and these same attributes that are in the workplace. Um, they're now in my setting as I volunteer for Low Country Tennis Association. They're also in the volunteerism that I do within my church. Um, I, you know, I, I wish that I had a finite answer. It's not just as simple as that math problem with a right or wrong answer. Um, but I just know that the Lord is continuing to put me in places and around people who may need a word of encouragement. Sometimes the encouragement that I give to people is, is without words. All right. Uh, I think about the little boy today at church who had to start the church day before church started. I think he was upset. I saw him bolt out of his car um, with his parents, and he got to the church door two steps ahead of me, but he opened the door real fast and went in, and the door shut in front of me. I went to him, I called his name, and I said, sir, did you see me this morning when you were coming through the door? Yes, ma'am. And you didn't think you should have held the door for me and the person who was behind me? Uh, sorry. And I said, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I said, but you know, be aware of things around you. I say all that to say throughout the service, the young person, every time he sat maybe five rows in front of me, he turned around, he gave me a little wave. <laughs> and I had nothing more to say to this young person. He's about eight years old. He passed me one time, went to the restroom, he waves again. And I thought, he already apologized. I don't know what's happening. But I just smiled. I winked. He smiles, he waves, he leaves. Before he left today, he comes up to me, gave me the biggest hug on the side. And this young person, I would venture to say, I never really see him hug a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was God. Because I did nothing more than say, hey, you didn't hold the door for me. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, is what I told the eight-year-old. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, pay attention. Like, Because the door literally almost slammed because I thought he was going to hold the door, but he didn't. And so, you know, I smile, and it just brings me great joy just to, if anything else, the little boy was having a rough start with his parent, and you know, now we're smiling and waving at church and giving the nonverbals, you know, right? And, you know, right. and if I could bring a little joy in his day, then Lord, I thank you for using me. That's all right, I can say. Right. So I and I was going to ask you, you you mentioned the fact that you know you're comfortable in your mantle right now, and one of the things that um, Dr. Venner did was, you know, she gave me a little shock shock factor. Um, for, for my mantle and telling me that my season wasn't up and that the Lord wants me to remain where I am for a while longer. But I was going to ask you, do you think that your mantle is changing in this season or what mantle, because that was one of the questions that we were asked, what mantle are you called to wear in this season? So do you, do you think that your mantle is 
is changing or do you think that you are called to the same mantle? I think my mantle is changing. Um, the roots of my mantle, I believe, it will still remain the same. But the expectation, um, I, I am owning and learning that, uh, that I have been given some gifts that I don't think that I was, excuse me, uh, in, I don't want to say in conjunction with or in acceptance of really. Using. Um, mm -hmm. In using. And Stirring so them up, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like the Lord has um, shown me that I am a leader within my environment. Mm -hmm. um, I was always someone who was content with being in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, why me, Lord? I'm a nobody, you know? That person is so much better at X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so I'm excited about the change. Uh, I think that, you know, as long as I continue to keep God at the forefront, I don't think I could be stirred wrong, even if I have a reoccurring bump down the road. I think uh, there's strength in suffrage. And so um, I, I believe that the Lord is changing my mantle yeah. for the best. Yes. Um, and one, one probably last thing that I'll leave you with was when she said, um, that growth is your only guarantee that your life is going to change. Um, and I thought about, I thought about that when we think about, um, where David, David was like when Samuel left him with you know, he left him with the mantle, right. you know, David had to go through, um, still learning how to take care of the sheep. He had to prove that he could take care of the sheep before God let him take care of, you know, the people in the kingdom. Um, but we all have to keep growing and it's like, it doesn't matter where we are at whatever stage we are. It's like, you have to, you have to keep growing. You're not, you're not finished. You're not, you're not ever finished. And so if we have, if we have, I don't want to say perfected because we're not perfected either, you know, but if we, if we're comfortable in the mantle where we are, if we have gotten to the place where the responsibility that he gave us becomes comfortable, then I think that he elevates us to the next mantle, then he gives us more responsibility. And then that next level of responsibility becomes uncomfortable, you know, and we go, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like this God. I was good where I was, you know, and that place of uncomfortability then makes you go, uh, I don't, I don't like this, but he does it to stretch you. Right. Um, and so I think we have to, we have to keep going, you know, because somebody else is depending on us. Right? right. And then I think somebody else, if we've done, if we've done our jobs well, then somebody else can pick up the mantle that we left. Right. So then we can go back to the Elijah, Alicia thing. Somebody, we can give somebody else that mantle and we can move on. Um, but I think we, we have to, um, we have to keep growing. So um, I, I hope that somebody is behind you that can pick up your mantle of, of being a great counselor because you certainly are um, and you certainly do deserve the honor that you have. I, um, well, thank you. I know that we couldn't get explicit about some of the, the battles that you went through um, 
in the position that you were in. But two, I, I look back when I'm thinking about the life of David um, and what you had to walk through, you know, like the unjust treatment, some of those things, and to see what the Lord has done now, right? That, you know, one of my favorite attributes and characteristics of God is that he's faithful. You know, that's, that's what anybody can ask me anything about God. I'm going to tell you, like, he's faithful. Absolutely. He is. He's, he's certainly that. Um, and for the state of South Carolina to recognize the work that you do um, and have done, um, I just, I am just so grateful um, to, for the world to know, and I say the world, to know that you, you do a, a fantastic job with um, the children and young people that you work with every day. You know, uh, you do wear that mantle very well, and I expect that the Lord is going to continue to elevate you and keep you um, working and helping young people. So I'm excited about that. Um, what do you, what do you think is next for you? I'm not sure. Um, I definitely feel like I have some more seasons in education. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely see myself in a leadership role. I'm not certain in which capacity yet. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, just looking for the growth and, and just, you know, encouraged that um, my mantle will still shine. Okay. Well, we thank you for being with us here at Omega, and we invite you to come back at any time and finish the conversation or continue the conversation. And again, thank you for being with us this past weekend, and we hope that you did enjoy yourself at the Women's Conference. I did. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, Thank you, listeners, and please visit our website at Amago Him to check out our coaching and leadership development services. You can find me on Instagram at Amago Him and follow me on Facebook by typing I M A G O. Be sure to like and share our posts. Make sure you download the Amago podcast. If you check out the notes section, there is a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. We are now on Spotify for podcasters, and they have features that will let you engage with us. So check out our new polling questions. And as we grow, we continue to add features that will allow you to engage with us. So please email me to let us know how you are enjoying the podcast at amagohim at gmail.com. Again, thank you, Ms. Godfrey Jackson, for being with us this week. And we hope that the Lord will continue to bless you. We look forward to seeing everyone next week. Until then, we shall be just like him.